Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I want to thank you all for being here this morning. I want to thank my son for taking my place yesterday. I was out of town. I just I got in Monday morning. Uh, and today I took his place and we're in Leviticus 11. Let us start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you because you're so good. You're so wonderful. We ask you and invite you to be with us as we share the word, Lord God. Let it be you and not us, Father. Speak to our hearts. Meet our needs according to your riches and glory. And I just thank you in advance what you're doing. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, guys, stretch it out a little bit. And Pastor Jason is going to be reading this morning. All right. Good morning. Good morning. We are in Leviticus 11, and I am reading from the New King James Version. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying to them, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, These are the animals which you may eat among all the animals that are on the earth. Among the animals, whatever divides the hoof, having cloven hooves, and chewing the cud that you may eat. Nevertheless, these you shall not eat among those who chew the cud or those who have cloven hooves. The camel, because it chews the cud but does not have cloven hooves, is unclean to you. The rock hyrax, because it chews the cud but does not have cloven hooves, hooves is unclean to you. The hare, because it chews the cud but does not have cloven hooves, is unclean to you. The swine, though it divides the hoof, having cloven hooves, yet does not chew the cud, is unclean to you. Their flesh you shall not eat, and their carcasses you shall not touch. They are unclean to you. These you may eat of all that are in the water. Whatever in the water has fins and scales, whether in the seas or the rivers, that you may eat. But all in the seas or in the rivers that do not have fins and scales, all that move in the water or any living thing which is in the water, they are an abomination to you. They shall be an abomination to you that you shall not eat their flesh, but you shall regard their carcasses as an abomination. Whatever in the water does not have fins or scales, that shall be an abomination to you. And these you shall regard as an abomination among the birds. They shall not be eaten. They are an abomination. The eagle, the vulture, the buzzard, the kite, and the falcon after its kind. Every raven after its kind. The ostrich, the short-eared owl, the seagull, and the hawk after its kind. The little owl, the fisher owl, and the screech owl, the white owl, the jackdaw, and the carrion vulture. The stork, the heron after its kind, the, the hoopoe, and the bat. All flying insects that creep on all four shall not shall be an abomination to you. Yet these you may eat of every flying insect that insect that creeps on all fours, those which have jointed legs above their feet with which to leap on the earth. These you may eat, the locust after its kind, the destroying locust after its kind, the cricket after its kind, and the grasshopper after its kind. But all other flying insects which have four feet you shall shall be an abomination to you. Verse 24. 
By these you shall become unclean. Whoever touches the carcass of any of them shall be unclean until evening. Whoever carries part of the carcass of any of them shall wash his clothes and be unclean until evening. The carcass of any animal which divides the foot but is not cloven-hooved or does not chew cut is unclean to you. Everyone who touches it shall be unclean. And whatever goes on its paws among all kinds of animals that go on all fours, those are unclean to you. Whoever touches any carcass shall be unclean until evening. Whoever carries any such carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean until evening. It is unclean to you. These also shall be unclean to you among the creeping things that creep on the earth, the mole, the mouse, and the large lizard after its kind, the gecko, the monitor lizard, the sand reptile, the sand lizard, and the chameleon. These are unclean to you among all that creep. Whoever touches them when they are dead shall be unclean until evening. Anything on which of them, uh, on any of them that, that falls when they are dead shall be unclean, whether it's any item of wo uh, wood or clothing or skin or sack, whatever item it is in which any work is done, it must be put in water and it shall be unclean until evening. Then it shall be clean. Any earthen vessel into which any of them falls, you shall break and whatever is in it shall be unclean. In such a vessel, any edible food upon which water, water falls becomes unclean and any drink that may be drunk from it becomes unclean. And everything on which a part of any carcass falls shall be unclean, whether it is, it is an oven or cooking stove. It shall be broken down, for they are unclean and shall be unclean to you. Nevertheless, a spring or a cistern in which there is plenty of water shall be clean, but whatever touches any such carcass becomes unclean. And if a part of any such carcass falls on any planting seed which is to be sown, it remains clean. But if water is put on the seed, and if a part of any such carcass falls on it, it becomes unclean to you. And if any animal which you may eat dies, he who touches it, its carcass shall be unclean until evening. He who eats of his carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean until evening. He also who carries his carcass shall, be, shall wash his clothes and be unclean until evening. And every creeping thing that creeps on the earth shall be an abomination. It shall not be eaten. Whatever crawls on its belly, whatever goes on all fours, and whatever has many feet among all creeping things that creep on the earth, these you shall not eat, for they are an abomination. You shall not make yourself abominable with any creeping thing that creeps nor shall you make yourself unclean with them lest you be defiled by them for i am the lord your god you shall therefore consecrate yourselves and you shall be holy for i am holy neither shall you defile yourselves with any creeping thing that creeps on the earth for i am the lord who brings you up out of egypt to be your god you shall therefore be holy for i am holy this is the law of the animals and the birds and every living creature that moves in the waters and of every creature that creeps on the earth to distinguish between the clean and the unclean, and between the animal that may be eaten and the animal that may not be eaten. Amen. 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 Wow. 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 Thank you, Pastor Jason. Man, what can you say after reading all that? All the unclean, the clean, what creeps, what doesn't creep, what has scales, what doesn't have scales, hooves, so doesn't have the splitted hooves. All of these requirements, all of these requirements that, that they had to fulfill, that they had to meet in order to get into the presence of God, in order to draw closer to God. So they had a lot of things they had to accomplish. There was a lot of details. There was a lot of conditions, depending on how good they were, you know, and or how bad uh, they, they, they determined themselves to be. You know, they, that kept them from being to the presence of God, you know, and, and even Aaron and even his sons, 
you know, the scripture says that they have to wash themselves before they came into the presence of God. So there was tons and tons of limitations. That's why they couldn't fulfill the law. You know, by the time you read all that and have all of those requirements on top of everything else, they couldn't fulfill the law. You know, but thank God for Jesus Christ. Thank God for Jesus Christ that we can be in his presence, that we can be in the presence of God through Jesus, our Lord and Savior, because God wanted fellowship with men. God wanted that fellowship with us, you know, and, and, and this morning, you know, I'm, I'm going more into the presence of God than anything else, because that's what they were trying to achieve by keeping all of these things. They were trying to achieve his presence Exodus 29, 45, and 46, it says, I will dwell among the people. And who are the people? We are the people. We are his children, you know, uh, the people of Israel. And I, and I will be their God. And in verse 46, it says, and they shall know that I am the Lord, their God, who brought them out of Egypt, who brought us out wherever we came from, from our past, from our sinful life. He brought us out of all that, you know, out of the land of Egypt, that I might dwell among them. I am the Lord, their God. It says there, that I may dwell among them. The Lord wants to fellowship with you. The Lord wants to have communion with you. It is so wonderful to know that we serve a God who wants to be with us. Come on now. He wants to be with every single one of us, despite our past. That's what he wants to do. He wants to dwell among his people. You know, we sing this song, uh, and I was listening to it earlier this morning, at the here in his presence, you know, in the presence of God. And, and, and a part of the song, and I'm not a singer, so I don't think I'm going to sing to you because you're going to fall asleep or you're probably going to click and get out, you know what I mean, cancel out and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it says there, in, here in your presence, we are undone. You know, when we're in God's presence, you know, he, he opens us up and we are undone because his presence is so pure, it's so good. The song also says, at the here in his presence, heaven and earth become one. The atmosphere changes. The conditions change when we are in the presence of God. It says here in your presence, all things are new. So God has a way in his presence that we can be refreshed, that we can be refreshed in him. Also in his presence, everything bows before you. But we're before God's presence you know, we just want to go and prostrate ourselves before him because he is a holy God. He is so good. He is so wonderful. And he wants to dwell with you and I. And I, again, just thank the Lord Jesus that he made a way to the Father, that we can come to the Father through him. Psalms 23, you know, I was reading Psalms 23 and the Lord gave me this and, and, I'm, and I'm breaking it down. I'm going to break it down this morning for you. Uh, and it says there, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When he is present, I have everything I need. I have everything. That's what I, I have everything because of his presence. Verse two, it says, he makes me 
to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. When he is present, I am able to rest in comfort. I am able to rest in comfort and I will not thirst because he will provide. He will meet my need. You know, in his presence, verse three, it says, he restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. In his presence, I will be restored. He will guide me in my, in my path. He will lead me where I need to go. So when we are in God's presence, he will direct you. He will instruct you. He will take you by the hand and he will lead you. Ain't it wonderful that we have a loving God that is that he wants to lead us, that he wants to show us the way, that he wants to come for us, that he wants to keep us. Here again in Psalms 23, verse 4, he says, Yea, I, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil, for you are with me. When he is present, when the Lord is present, it does not matter how dark it can get. It does not matter how difficult it can be, you know, because, you know, he will make a way for me, you know, and, and I don't need to fear because he is with me. The word of God says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So he will keep you. Verse five, it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. When he is present, he will show you. He will show you off to your enemies. In other words, he will lift you up. You know, your, your, your head will be lifted above your enemies. And your enemies will see who you are in Christ Jesus. He will lift you up with, you know, when he is present, he will cause you to be overfilled with his, with his, with his presence, with his love, with his compassion. Verse six, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When he is present, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Goodness and mercy shall follow me wherever I go. The word forever here in, in Hebrew, it means uh, at the, for the length of days, when other words, all the days of my life, his presence here on earth, he's going gonna, gonna to be with me all the days of my life until he comes back or until he takes me home with him. So it's so beautiful that we can see in Psalms 23 that the Lord, you know, and normally we do this in a funeral. Normally they share that a lot in a funeral, but God is showing us that when he is present, he is everything that you need. He is everything. He makes himself available to you and to me. You know, I was out of town for a few days, you know, and I just wanted to, to spend some time with the Lord, you know, and, and, and they told me when I was away, I was with a bunch of fellas. They said that, you know, it's time, you know, you find yourself a place to be with the Lord. Find yourself a spot, you know, to be with the Lord, you know. And, um, and I decided that, that where I wanted to go, you know, it was a, it was a hill that I had there. And, and you know, and, and I went up to that hill, you know, because that's the first thing that came to mind, just to be in the presence of God. 
just to have that time with the Lord. And, and, and that could be any place for any single one of us, right there where you are in your room, in your house, in your prayer closet, in your car, in your basement, in the bathroom, wherever you are, God wants to be there with you. And God was calling me to go up to this hill, you know, so I could be with in his presence, you know, and in John uh, 15, 4, it says, abide in me and I abide in you. And it talks, it talks about the, the vine and the branches, you know, as the branch cannot bear fruit on it's, itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So I wanted to draw closer to God. I wanted to draw closer into his presence. I wanted to spend time with him and to draw close to him. So, you know, I went up to this hillside, you know, and I sat there. And, you know, it's the most beautiful thing that when you sit someplace and you just wait on God and you just hold on to him, you know, as I am, Lord, here I am. As I am feeling, Lord, here I am. And God shows up and God shows up. I felt that presence of God, you know, he was close to me and I'm writing him a note, almost like a love letter, you know. Do we take time to really talk to the Lord? Do we take time to tell that, Father, I love you. Father, I praise you. Father, I worship you. And, and, and a lot of times, you know, that's what he wants from us. He wants us to draw near to him and he would draw near to me. So I spent, spent this time with the Lord and I, and I was meditating. And, and, and I looked across the, the, the hill and, and I saw other men that were having their time with the Lord. You know, and I said, wow, that's that's beautiful. That's that's beautiful. But I said, but this is my time, you know, and as I listened and I wrote some things down to the Lord, you know, and, and I just felt overwhelmed with his presence, you know, and it was almost almost like like being in the presence of 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 the temple, you know, because be, behind me up the hill behind me, there was a tent and they called it the prayer tent, you know, and and as I finished spending my time with the Lord. You know, I turned around and I felt driven to go into into this tent that was in the hill, and 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 I and as I started to walk towards it, you know, and and I'm thinking about it now. It was a wow. I wonder how wonderful it was to go into the temple where the presence of God was there, you know. And when Aaron and his sons, you know, they had to wash themselves, they prepared themselves, they had to do all these ceremonial things just to get into that presence. And here I can go deeper into the presence of God just on my own and say, Lord, I am here as I am. The Lord takes me as I feel the Lord takes me as I, as I'm, I'm going through what I'm going through, the Lord takes me and he will embrace you, you know? And as I, and as I went into this tent, you know, and, and, and met with some individuals in there that were praying for one another. You know, I was just so overwhelmed with his presence because his presence changes everything. Every condition changes when his presence is there. You know, back here in the Old Testament, Leviticus, they had to obey all these rules and regulations and, and they had to try to uh, figure out what they're going to do and how they're going to do it and what's good and what's bad. And, and they had to go through all that stuff. But we today, we have the privilege that we serve our God that wants to be with you. 
a God that his hands are right open, a God that is waiting for us to enter in. And as we enter into his presence, as we surrender into his presence, he is there ready to refresh us, to bless us, to fill us, to comfort us. I felt his presence so deeply uh, in the tent, you know, that I was, my, that my knees were rocking. That my knees, you know, and I'm a pretty strong guy. You know, I can move around a little bit. You know, I'm like, Doug, you know, I'm here and I'm there. I'm all over the place, you know, but in the presence of God, you can become overwhelmed. You know, and, and I just spend this time with the Lord and the Lord touched me and the Lord shared some things with me that perhaps later on I will share some of those things. But today, you know, you know, I was being I was being refreshed in his presence. And that's why it's so important that we take that time and go into him, take that time and surrender, take that time and say, Lord, here it is. You know, a lot of times we don't know what to say. But don't worry about it. All you got to do is just go in and say, Lord, I don't know what to say. You know, the gentleman asked me, what do you need prayer about? I got to think, what do I need prayer for? I said, I don't know what to say. But you know what? God was there and God made a way. And and a lot of times we don't know what to say. So we just come as we are and say, Lord, I'm here. Say, Father, I am here and I need you. Father, I need you today. I need you in my home. I need you in my family. I need you in my marriage. I need you with my kids. I need you in my job. I need you in my family. You know, I need you in my finances. Whatever it is, you know, we can go before the Lord. And we don't have to do all this running around that Israel did. That all the requirements, we come as we are. And God is there with his hands extended to you and I. He says, I am here. And I will meet with you. In Matthew 6.33, it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Whatever it is that we are uh, needing, whatever it is that we are looking for, whatever it is that we are hoping for, it is found in no one else but Jesus Christ. Because through Jesus Christ, all things are possible. When we go through Jesus Christ, he will make a way where there is no way. He will make a way when everybody else is telling you, you cannot come in. When everybody else is telling you, this cannot be fixed. There's there's no hope in this. We have one, hallelujah, one that is sitting on the throne, making intercessions for you and I, that this morning he is going before the father and he says, I got Frank, I got Mike. You know, I got June, you know, I got James, you know, I got Jessica, you know, they belong to me. I got Nicole, I got Jenny, I got, I got Pastor Brandon, I got them, I got them because they already have come before me and I want to bless them. And when, and when we come before him like that and we say, here it is, Lord, your way, let it be your will. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we call the kingdom to come down in our midst, we don't have to wait to go to heaven to feel the presence of heaven. We could have heaven right where we are at because his presence makes all the difference. His presence 
changes the atmosphere. His presence brings hope to our mortal bodies. His presence lifts us up from any condition that we may be facing. And we may be facing the, 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 the jail time. We may be facing the financial thing. We may be facing sickness. But my God is greater than anything that you are facing today. And all he's doing is saying, come unto me, all those who are tired and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you peace. I will give you joy. I will give you laughter. I will restore you. I will make you new again. The Lord is saying this morning, I will polish you. You know how my head shines sometimes, you know, you can see the, the light reflecting on it polish. It's not that I take a polish and I go like that, but God is using that as an illustration that God is ready to polish you a little bit. God is going to make you shine for his glory. God is going to take you beyond where you're at for his glory. God is going to change the situation that you are facing for his glory. Our position should be that when the time comes, when we see the changes, we lift up our hands and we say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, that you made a way when everything was impossible because we serve a God that makes everything possible. Nothing is too difficult for the Lord. Nothing is impossible for the Lord. The only thing that the Lord cannot do is what we ourselves hold him back from doing by denying it, by, by speaking negative about it. But when we say, Lord, here it is. I'm trusting you with this. I'm trusting you with my situation. I'm trusting you with my marriage. I'm trusting you with my children. I'm trusting you with my finances. I'm trusting you with my family. I'm trusting you with my job. I'm trusting you. And we surrender it to God. He takes it. He lifts it off us. That way we can be rejoicing in him. And we can say, Lord, I thank you because you're doing it. So this morning, my brothers and sisters, yes, I could have spent all the all this half hour and all of this uh, the do's and don'ts and clean and unclean and what has hoops, what doesn't have hoops and all this other kind of stuff. But that was the requirement that they had back then. But today we have Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We got him and we go through him to the father and the father is waiting for you and I. So this morning, this morning. This morning, his presence is right there with you. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge who he is because he has you. He has your back and he wants to do it. Don't hold him. Don't deny it. Just say, Lord, here it is. I'm going to trust you. Don't trust me. Trust the Lord. Don't trust yourself. Trust God. Surrender it to him and you and you will see what he can do because he's going to do the miraculous. He's going to do the impossible. So again, I pray, I pray my brothers and sisters that you receive some type of encouragement this morning with all the babbling that I've been doing this morning. But my God is faithful. Whether you're in a hill, whether you're in your room, whether you're in your prayer closet, God's presence is there. And he's waiting for you and I to say, here I am, Dad. Here I am. I surrender. I surrender to you. You will be done. Your kingdom come. You will be done. In my home, in my family, in my marriage, in my children. I thank you, Lord, for salvation in advance for all those that I'm praying for. You know, and, and just allow God to be God. And you're going to see the miraculous take place. So again, my brothers and sisters, 
I pray that you receive something this morning. God is good and God is on the move. And we have to expect. If we don't expect something, nothing is going to happen. But when we expect God to move and we speak it, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Therefore, confess it. Confess the will of God. Confess his promises because God is waiting on us to speak forth those words. He did all that he was going to do. Now he's waiting on you and I to speak it forth, to declare it, to be his mouthpiece, to be his hands extended upon this earth. So my brothers and sisters, what is it that God is calling you to do? What is it that God is calling you to confess to him? Or what is it that God is waiting on you to say? Open up your mouth, the word of God says, and I will feel it. He will give you the words. He will give you the words and he will strengthen you and he will bless you. So I pray that today, this beginning of this week on Tuesday, that you, we would just surrender to God and say, Lord, here it is. Here it is. I'm going to abide in you that you may abide in me. And that's going to make all the difference. He's, that's going to make all the invite God. He's waiting on us. So just invite him this morning. Again, I, I pray that you that you got something out of this. I pray that God will continue to bless you, that God will continue to keep you, that God will continue to guide you. You know, I, I miss uh, the, the, the meeting Sunday night for the groups, you know, the connect groups and all that kind of stuff and, 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 and the, the workers of the church. But, you know, I heard there was they had a great time and I heard there was a lot of people there, especially in Cumberland County, you know, and, and, and I'll be there next time, you know, but let's get involved. Let's keep our focus. Let's do the will of God and you shall see how much he's going to bless you. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your presence. Your presence makes all the difference. Your presence changes the atmosphere. Your presence, Father God changes whatever we are seeing with our physical eyes, Father God. But you are faithful, Father, and you are just, Father God. And your word says that you will meet all of our needs according to your riches and glory, Father. When we come to you, when we surrender to you. So I pray for my brothers and sisters. Bless them, keep them, strengthen them, guide them, heal them, restore, Lord God, Meet their children, Father God. Bring salvation to their homes, to their families, to their extended family, oh Lord God. I thank you for healing in advance and restoration in advance and that the marriages will come together in healing, Father, because you're going to do what is impossible for them to do. You're going to do it, Father. And I thank you in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Have a blessed week, my brothers and sisters. The best is yet to come. God is on the move. Love you. Love you. Focus, focus, focus. The best is yet to come. And it's right around the corner. God bless.